0: Welcome to the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We're a show about growing your online business and enjoying a location-independent lifestyle, all while strengthening your relationship with your partner.
1: We are Austin and Monica, a husband and wife duo who run our business remotely so that we can travel the world in constant search for adventure, good food, and new friends.
0: We are here to share practical tips and tricks to help and encourage you wherever you may be on your digital nomad journey.
1: All right, let's dive in
0: what is up guys welcome to our latest episode of the profitable nomad couple podcast and we have a super fun one for you guys today this is a travel episode one of our favorite topics to talk about by the time this episode airs we are most likely in thailand
1: hopefully february 1st yeah february if every like a week
0: <laughs> i don't know sometimes there's crazy travel delays
1: Yeah, let's hope that there's not. We should be in Thailand. We will be
0: in Thailand when this episode airs. And we've had a lot of people ask us about, one, why we're even going to Thailand. So maybe we'll touch on that. But also, there's been a lot of curiosity around how we've planned for and prepared for this trip. So that is our goal with this episode is we want to give you guys a little bit of travel hacks, a little bit of budgeting hacks, how we did it, basically our process for preparing for trips like this.
1: Yeah, it's so fun to be a digital nomad because you can literally go anywhere in the world. That being said, it can be a little bit tricky to decide because when you can go anywhere where do you start? There's so many fun, exciting places that we want to visit. So sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming to try to pick a place. There's no pull for Austin and I. There's no pull to any one place for school or work. We obviously spend some time visiting family, but when we're out traveling, there's no pull to be close to family. And so it, often leaves us wondering where the heck do we even go? Where should we start? So I'm really excited to be, I've had a lot of people ask about how we planned this trip. So I'm really excited to be here to share some of the behind the scenes with you.
0: First, we want to start with why are we going to Thailand? We have the luxury of working online. All of our business is done through the internet, which means all we need is internet connection. There is no dependency on physical location for us to continue growing our business, making money, connecting with people. And so because of that, we have a lot of freedom and flexibility in where we go. And so we figured we've never been to this region of the world. We want to explore it a little bit. We're just really excited about the possibility of discovering a new culture and growing our business. Our business has always done extremely well and grown very well when it's just Monica and I living by ourselves in a new place. I think a lot of it has to do with the discovering of a new culture and, and new customs. It really sparks creativity for us and it really gets us in a in a great state of mind to be productive at work, to be creative at work, come up with awesome ideas. So we're really looking forward to that. That's really the motivation behind this trip is curiosity, a spirit of adventure, and a goal to help grow our business some more.
1: So when we were looking at finding a place to live this year, we definitely knew that that we wanted to go somewhere we hadn't been, like Austin mentioned, but we needed to narrow it down. So the first thing we do and the first thing we always tell people to do is to write down your must-haves or your deal breakers. So it is really important when you're picking a place to live that you have a place that will be healthy for you, that you are in an environment that you can thrive in, especially when it comes to building a business while you travel. So some of our must-haves obviously included a good internet connection. For me, it was really important that we we go somewhere warm, somewhere that was really walkable, somewhere with fresh food. Austin really wanted to make sure we had a good sense of community around us wherever we went. And then we were looking at a budget for a housing cost to be around $500 a month. So with those must-haves, we moved on then to what would we like to have? What would be a really added perk, but not a must have.
0: These things were not deal breakers, but we were hoping to find somewhere that had these things. So first was we wanted a place. I mean, we don't really need a big space. It's just me and Monica. So we need a bedroom. We'd like to have like a living space or a working space and a kitchen. We would really love to have a place that had a gym and a pool. And we wanted somewhere that had a good digital nomad community around. We wanted to be able to connect with other people who are working online and build the network around us. And we wanted to go somewhere that had a totally different culture, different customs. Like, for example, we've been to Latin America quite a bit. So we were ready to branch out and explore a different region. Southeast Asia was the perfect place for this. And so after looking at our must-haves and our would-like-to-haves, we found that Thailand fit the bill pretty darn well. So we want you guys to do this exercise. If you are trying to figure out where to live and work as a digital nomad, start with making a list of your must-haves and a separate list of your would-like-to-haves, and then just start looking through countries that fit those criteria.
1: The really nice thing about being a digital nomad is that you can earn in one currency and spend in a different currency. And so we are super fortunate to make our income in dollars and then be able to go spend it in different countries where the currency rate works for our benefit. So Thailand was a really, really fun option for us where we got to have a really high quality of life on a fairly low budget so that we can continue to build our wealth and also our savings. Once we decided on Thailand, then we start to look at the time frame that we want to be there so austin and i took cabin manager positions in yellowstone this summer so it gave us some free time for about three months february beginning of february end of end of january until the end of april So we had about three months to look at. And so originally, we were going to be in Thailand for those three months. Austin and I really, really like to be in a place for longer so that we can really get to know the people and the cultures and the customs and really integrate into the way of life there. But as we were looking into it, Thailand only has a visa that lasts one month and can actually be really hard to renew. And then we were looking at all the renewal fees. We realized that to renew our visa was the exact same price, maybe even a little bit more than getting plane tickets to Cambodia and Vietnam.
0: Yeah, so we figured why not expand this trip a little bit more and visit a couple other countries along the way. So now what we're doing is we're going to spend one month in Thailand one month in Cambodia, and then our last month in Vietnam before we're coming back to Idaho. So that is our current plan, is those three countries. And we're hoping to be able to hit another one or two. For example, in Thailand, it's really close to a couple other countries up north. So we might pop in and visit those other countries. From there, we started booking some plane tickets. And this was quite an adventure. So we knew we wanted to go to those three countries, but we were flexible that we could do them in any order. And we found out that if you go from Thailand to Cambodia to Vietnam, that's a little bit cheaper than going to Vietnam and then Cambodia than Thailand. So we we were able to change the order a bit and get cheaper tickets by rearranging which countries we visited in what order. We were leaving from and going back to Sacramento, but we found out that we can get flights back to San Francisco from Vietnam instead of Sacramento, which is like an hour and a half away. That change in airports saved us about $1,000. So we just flew into an airport that was close by the one we were going to. We saved a bunch of money doing that. So Monica and I sat down for... a I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. This was a late night for us, and we just looked up a whole bunch of different flights. We had a whiteboard filled, mapped out with all the different airports and what directions we wanted to travel to them from and to and how much each ticket was going to cost. Finally, we went through and we booked them all. So that was a fun night, mapping out the whole thing and envisioning where we're going and when.
1: Yeah, I had shared that originally on our Instagram stories. I'll have to dig through and find that picture of that whiteboard and share it again when this episode comes live so you guys can can visually see our process of how we figure this out. It was kind of crazy, <laughs> but it was super fun. And then from there, of course, our next step was actually booking a place to live. And so since we were going to be in each place for a month instead of a longer term stay, we decided that we were going to go through Airbnb. The way it worked out, we are in each country for less than a month. So I think we're leaving anywhere from 25 to 28 days in the country. Just in case anything happens with visas or anything, we should still be good. And also we were looking for the cheapest flight days, which are often on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So often we cut our short trip, our trip short by just a couple of days to find the cheapest ticket. That being said, while we were looking on Airbnb, We decided to book our Airbnbs for an entire 30 days, even though there's up to four days in each place that we won't be there. And the reason for that is because Airbnb offers huge monthly discount savings. So when you book for a month, an entire month at a time, we got savings up to 48%. So we saved literally hundreds of dollars by booking for a couple of extra days that we're not going to be there, which is fantastic. And it's such a good little hack for you to look at if you're going to be in a place I would say probably three weeks and up, you're going to want to start looking at that monthly discount and seeing if it's worth it for you to book that whole month instead of, instead of just the three weeks that you're going to be there.
0: So that's kind of an overview of how we plan this trip. We hope that laying this out for you guys gives you some ideas on preparing for your next trip and every trip is going to be different. This trip for us, it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of a unique one because we're hitting up three countries in, in three months. So this is a little bit faster pace than we typically like. This is all going to depend, again, on what you want. It's all very subjective. So based on where you want to go, how long you want to stay there for, what the purpose of this trip is for you, it's going to be different. But hopefully we got you got some good ideas and tips out of this. Sometimes you're going to really, really want to travel somewhere that excites you And maybe you don't even know why you're excited, but you're just really enthralled by this idea of going to this country or this region. But you're nervous and you're scared. And there's a good chance it's because you don't know the language or you don't know the culture or the fact that you don't know anybody who lives there. And these things can hold you back from visiting this place. Have courage. Have the courage to go anyway. And I promise it's going to be worth it because you're going to learn so much. You're going to grow a lot You're going to have a great, wonderful experience. If this is something you're worried about, rely on the familiarities that you have. For example, I'm a little bit nervous about going to this region because I don't speak Thai or Vietnamese, so I personally am a little bit worried about the language barrier. I've only ever traveled to a country where I speak the language, or I had a friend with me who spoke English as I was learning the language. That's going to be a little bit different in this case, but the fact that I'm going with Monica is a big comfort for me she's a friend that I can rely on. She's a familiarity for me in this unknown region. And so if I'm ever discouraged or worried or scared, I know that I have her to rely on. Maybe you can travel with a friend of yours or invite a family member to come with you for your first trip to this new place. Or maybe you have a digital nomad friend who's willing to meet up with you and you can have that comfort in this unknown region. Another example of relying on familiarities is the fact that my sister lived in Thailand for a month. She's been there before, and so she's told us all about her experiences and and how great it was for her. She gave us some recommendations of places to go and things to do. I'm able to rely on the fact that she's comfortable and familiar with it, and I know and trust her, so that eases my worries a little bit. Really, please have, have the courage to explore these places of the world that excite you, even if you're uncertain about it at first.
1: Yeah, Definitely, and as you are planning these trips, we have a couple of really cool resources for you to look at. One of them is TravelSafe-Abroad.com, and this has a safety score for every country and breaks down different types of safety concerns, such as safety for women, safety on transportation, things like that, and also gives each major city a safety score. With that, there is a little caveat that safety is different for every person depending on your race, your gender, your sexual orientation. There's tons of factors that go into safety. What might be safe for me might not be safe for you. So it's really important to keep that in mind while you're planning out your travels and maybe look for some people who have been to that place already, who are in a similar similar situation as you and ask them what their feeling of safety was while they were there. Another really cool resource that we like to use while we're planning trips is nomadlist.com, which has a comprehensive breakdown of a lot of key features of major cities all around the world. So it talks about quality of life, cost, internet reliability, food cost, temperature, safety, fun. There's so many different things. And the really cool thing about this site is that they survey digital nomads who have lived in these cities, compile their answers, and use these answers as their data. It's super fun you're going to spend way too much time on this website, I guarantee it. It's super fun to to look through the different cities and see what different people are saying about where you could end up. With that, that concludes our episode explaining exactly how we planned our next trip, how we planned our Thailand, our Southeast Asia trip.
0: We want to know what other questions you guys have about how we plan trips. So... We are going to leave a link in the description of this episode to our Instagram. Send us a DM on Instagram and ask us any question you have about preparing for an international trip. From the smallest, nitty-grittiest detail you can think of to the broad stroke questions about where to go and when to go and any, anything you can think of, please send us a question. We really want to answer these questions for you and help give you a comprehensive idea of how to plan for travels. That, again, that's going to be in the description, so send us a message. We will be back next week with another episode and hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening and sticking around to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you being here.
1: If you're interested in starting and growing your online business so that you can live as a digital nomad, then grab our free list of online business ideas to help you get started. You'll find it in the link below.
0: See you next time.